Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in and i'm gonna run that back because sometimes it cuts off the beginning of my voice hello everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and today you are here for the west world watch i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you especially today episode 245 of the podcast 245 lots lots of episodes lots of episodes and today we continue our coverage of westworld we're almost done three-fourths of the way through this was westworld 406 season four episode six titled fidelity written by jordan goldberg and ali rock directed by andrew seckler it was another fucking good one baby it was another fucking good one this one it's it's a different episode for Westworld. Mm. You know, you don't have the the crazy, necessarily mind-bending stuff every second. But this one was just a pure story episode. It and, felt uh, so, like, mm. I loved being with the Revolution a lot for this episode. That was, and to incorporate the major sci-fi elements with the revolution, the way Bernard is transferring a uh, a data package over into a different control unit and stuff, and he's they they figure him out to be a host, etc. Like it's also it's also sci-fi. It's also wonderful to watch. I I really really fucking loved it. Uh, mm. But yeah, but yeah. HBO man, they got that shit figured out. They got that shit figured out to the max. You were asking me off mic, uh, and I, I figured we'd start the show off with this just to, just to, just for shits and gigs. When you hear the HBO, what do it be that you think of? It's only Game of Thrones in my mind. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I'm just yeah. That's it's that and The Sopranos for me. Oh, I hear that. Okay, boom, boom, that's boom, fair. Boom, boom. Woke up this morning. Yeah, I that think, shit. I wonder if it's just because Game of Thrones was the first HBO show that I watched, and then and like that, truly binged for the like, long. Yeah, for the longest time, it was Game of Thrones for me, and then I watched The Sopranos, and like it's been like fifty fifty ever since. Like people mm-hmm. ask that, and like every once in a while, it'll be like Game of Thrones. Every once in a while, it'll be like The Sopranos, and I'm like, ah. They both come to mind. You know, a sign of a good show is a, a show that you don't skip the song for. And Game of Thrones, I think, for the first couple seasons, I didn't really skip it just because I, I liked the song. Maybe when I got into binge mode and just needed to go through episodes, yeah, like, I would go. skip. But, like, shows that I think I don't skip, like, primarily would be Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, 
Oh, never, str- um, never Stranger Things. Oh, gotta listen to that one. And then I, I, uh, I've actually been watching every intro for Westworld this season. I have too, um, and I feel like the intro got a little bit more clear this week, uh, which is oh yeah. Ah, finally, finally. So I've been, are, I've been talking those, about this intro for a long time. So since all those first, yeah. are supposed to be Caleb, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. I, I think believe so, too. So. Yeah. That's I mean, kick-ass. It would be insane. Oh, I mean, there's th- there's not much theorizing from this episode, that, like from previous episodes that we've had. Like, we've had material. Um, and like every storyline to really theorize about um, in previous episodes, but now it's kind of um, it feels like we're either going to be all the way right on our guess, or it's like, or, or just way off. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm with that. I'm with that. Uh, but yeah, the whole fire and the the single single person cells felt very clear that it's uh, that Caleb's imagery at the end of the episode here was very much so important to that introduction so oh the the hands and like yeah. in the intro that go up against and they first touch for the first time and like they mm. focused on that like whenever caleb touched his like super yeah messed up, up. oh yeah oh. this i mean and this episode even before i went into it even knowing that it was like a story heavy episode you know not no i guess I don't want to say that not much progress was made in the show, because uh, it's not really true. It's not like we just, this episode could just be taken out and we, you know. And we'd be fine. No, not at all, you know. Like, uh, I think Frankie's storyline outside is critical. We got some development with Jay, which was mm. crucial to the Revolution storyline. Maeve is awake again. You know, if we take this out, we take this out, we're like, oh, hi, everybody. You know, like, mm. this This is important. This is a certain. This is certainly an important step. Mm. on the way to the end of the season. But are you ready for a scene-by-scene breakdown? Oh, let's get into it, man. I'm ready. Let's get it. So we start with a flashback to the past. Uh, and this is sometime after, you know, Uwade and Frankie ran off into the night in episode three. Mm. Uh, and Charlotte has already done some pretty big damage. Mm. Um She's done oh, some pretty, I never, like... I didn't think about this part of the episode, as in, I like, the timeline-wise. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it didn't take long for her to do stuff that was borderline taking over the world, you know? Uh, mm. And, uh, you know, young Frankie approaches a, a young man who's sitting on a park bench, observing kids on a swing set, and she's like, this is where your brother used to play. You used to push him on the swings. Your parents don't remember him, but you do. And, uh, you know, he's like, what the fuck is up with you? What's going on? All right. Uh, and how do you know this? And she's like, all right, come on. I got to I gotta take you somewhere. I would not be following this child. I got to say, it would no, not be me. It's it's an interesting strategy they have to to gather, you know, these outliers or... Yeah, outliers. I guess, like, the, the, like the... How did they know... Because he, they had like a little tablet, you know, like control tablet, or whatever, that showed that he was like becoming an outlier, and they're like, "Oh, we need to go now." Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, how do they know to come up to him before? Like, 
if the system hasn't flagged him as an outlier yet, or was that just the system being like, someone is talking to him, this isn't on the script, so I now it flags. I think, that's, sort of thing. I think that's what happened, you know, because I had the same confusion. I was like, wait, but how did they... What? Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm just... I'm going, it might be a little plot convenient, mm. you know, to, to just have it that way. But it works, you know, it works within context, I think. And uh, I, I, I enjoyed this scene. We, we learned this, this child to be young Jay. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, her mother, uh, an early founding member of the Rebellion. Kick-ass. Mm. Wade being a founding member of the Rebellion. I absolutely love that. Uh, tells young Jay that the people his brother tried to warn him about already got to him. And Jay's behavior has become problematic, and now they are after him too. And they make a make a daring escape out of the city after having to pause in the face of these drone hosts. Uh, <laughs> I think it's hilarious to me that, like, they get really close to everybody and really, like, get a good look at them whenever they don't have any eyeballs or anything. You know, like... Right. Um, <laughs> it's like, what are you looking at? What a creep! Like, if you were Yo, part when of they, like when they panned over to them and they were just standing at the top of the stairs, bro. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> fuck, no! And the fact that the thing that does it, the control that these rebels have developed, to where a fly lands on this dude dude's face and he doesn't flinch. He does so good. He does so good. And then it gets to his eye, and he has to blink. And the drone host is like, ah, I got you. Is this a real fly? That's I'm... what I was thinking, is like, is this... Has this been part of a plan, like, the whole time? Like, Caleb, Caleb's storyline seems that Hale was planning that out. Like, mm. wanting him to get out so that he would send... A message and then oh find. absolutely yeah, absolutely right. so yeah, like no doubt so but, I think the fly I think the fly is definitely a a part of the plan at this point like that's like how she host got fly. All these... that's a host oh, yeah. fly right there well yeah because there's all the all the people who did pause they have to be taken over by host flies hmm. uh so and that's the only way I can think of that the drone host would have even detected it is if he's connected to the fly not uh. Like, there's no way he was like, oh, I heard you fucking blink. You know, like, uh, it, it had to have been, it had to have been <laughs> something like that. Uh, that's fair. I, no, I think, fair. but... Uh, he did this, just blink, that's, that's yeah. true. <laughs> the escape here is is pretty uh, thrilling. You know, the, the drone host picks this dude up by the throat, presumably uh, does probably what Charlotte does later on in the uh, episode and goes ahead and <laughs> snaps that man's neck. Uh Eesh. But they they make their they make their run away and they arrive at a safe house where little Frankie is like, uh, "All right, I'm gonna go talk to him. Bye, Mama." And she's like, "Tell him I love him." And I'm like, "Oh God, fuck!" Mm. Ah! And uh, you know she she hops on the transistor radio to message her father and she tells Caleb about Jay, smiling up at him and saying she always wanted a brother, but young Jay is like, "Ah." Fuck off. I'm not your brother. There's no point in leaving these messages. Your dad is gone just like my real brother is. Mm. God damn, man. She's seven. Mm. Yeah. What? A, I mean, I guess this guy, you know, he's... Jay, he's he lost his brother. 
you know, he's he's pissed. This is like his first kind of chance to calm down, really think about everything. He's, I mean, I'd say everyone who joins a revolution isn't probably the happiest at first to have to join a revolution. So, I mean, obviously the relationship grows over time, but right, like right here, and it, it I, is important. I'm know, of the mind that being a part of a revolutionary state is is unhappy work. Mm. You're but, not, yeah. you're not. Like, of course, you do it because you need to do it, but you wouldn't if you didn't have to. You That's know what true. I'm saying? You, like, you'd uh, much rather just have whatever goal in mind already there. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a difficult existence, but uh, and they've they've gone through it. Uh, but uh, we cut to the current timeline, or you know what we now think is the current timeline, I guess. With uh, adult Frankie and Bernard approaching the uh, rebel base camp, and uh, it's a place Bernard knows well. You know, she's she, he's like the place you're taking me. I know it well, and like I'm like you're not doing good at hiding this. No, like he's like I'm running the calculations, uh, all this shit, da 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 da, and. And she's like, how do you know all this shit? I'm like, there's, like, one, like, really glaringly obvious answer to that question. Um, but <laughs> we find that uh, we find that the temp- temperance is still there. The uh, old mm-hmm. uh, golden age of Chicago still standing over there in park form, which is, uh, which is interesting. I was under the impression this whole area was decimated, but uh, good, to know, good to know that it is not. You know, it's still standing over there. And uh, they both want to rebuild Maeve. Mm. Uh, Frankie believes this will lead to questions that have uh, led to many sleepless nights about her father uh, inside inside Maeve's head. And uh, but before they can wake her, they, they'll need some supplies. Bernard makes his way around with ease, quickly locating a hidden elevator to the lower hub, and he tells a, a suspicious Frankie he used to work at Westworld. And this park had the same architect. But uh, what was even more interesting is before he let her down there, when he found the, he was like, you know, they used to do it in the in the hats. They used the technology to detect what you are, what you are, your your makeup mm. used to be the hats, and now it's built on one extremely human thing, vanity, and like. Am I picking up that Bernard got a copy of Frankie just through that? Like, that's all he needed. That's all he needed. That is insane. Like, I know it's sci-fi, and it's like, I just accept whatever technology. They can just say whatever, and, like, Mm -hmm. I have to believe it. But, like, it's nuts that, like, before, like, they had to get guests coming back, you know, all the time to get all the data they needed from their hat. But now it's, like, one look into a mirror, and they can tell your entire life. Like, down to the most minute detail to have a perfect copy of you? I don't know. There's, There's been one thing missing, though, from, from these hosts and their, their brain. Like, and Caleb and Hale's storyline is really emphasizing it. The one thing that the hosts are missing. It is, love like, dollars. it's, love. like, I'm not, it is love, right? Like, Oh, I, I have no doubt. Okay. I have no doubt. Okay. Um. I, I think it definitely is, and something that this episode framed for me that I hadn't really thought of, and this will come up more later, hmm. uh, is that 
Caleb was the first outlier. Yeah. Like, all I, the way... Yeah, I didn't like, even think about it, because when, he's the first one to break her spell. Or she, is... is Okay, that's. I was wondering if she meant that, or if she meant when Dolores went up to him for the first time, and he was the first one to break, like, Rehoboam's... Um, uh, he no, was the... I, like, the first first. I don't, like, that's true, I didn't even think about that. I, I do think it's because she infected him with the flies... And she told him to do something, and he did not yeah. do it. Uh, that's that's what I took it as. But your your perspective is also very no, fair. I, I, think. I, th- I think it's it's definitely the resisting her own thing. Well, I, I, that's the thing is I think explicitly that's what she's talking about. But I think that implicitly you're also right. Like hmm. the, just the way you interpret art, I think that's a fair fair way to interpret that line as well. But uh, yeah, I was like, oh shit, I didn't even, like, I was watching the episode and was like, oh shit, I didn't even fucking think about that, that Caleb is technically the very first outlier. Uh, and what breaks it? Love. Because mm. were they. They were where Caleb and Maeve died originally. Was that the park that they're. that Frankie and Bernard are at now? Or is well, where, that... Maeve, where Maeve was buried, yeah, that's where... Because that's where they found her. And that's was that their home... That was their base the whole time, right? Like, for, like... Or no, do they have to travel to get there? They had to travel to get there. Okay, so that's not they like their home operation. That's no, like, no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no. okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, no, nah, but... That uh, makes more sense. Yeah, it was... There was some stuff in this episode that was a little unclear. Every once in a while it was like, okay, I'm just go with you here, you know what I'm saying? Uh... But, uh, so, so I guess this park, this park was the grand opening that William was like. This is like phase whatever. Like this yeah, is where this they was start the golden, to the golden people, age. You know, I think is what he called it uh, in episode fucking two. I think, but uh, yeah, so this this is the park that we've been at in this season. You know, the the old timey Chicago mm-hmm. uh, park for sure. But uh. And where we saw Caleb first get taken over and shit. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so they make their way into the lower level hub, and Frankie's real suspicious about how Bernard used to work at Westworld. Like, the whole time I'm going, like, it's been 20 years. You've got to be a little bit more, I don't know. Something else needs to be going on for me to believe you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you don't look like you... I mean, I guess you could be 45, 50, and you were 25 to 30 working there, but I don't know, to be like a head... <laughs> to be like a head programmer? Yeah, to say that he programmed every host. He was the... Because Westworld oh, was wow. open... Westworld was open for 30 years before anything happened. Like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I used to work here. I programmed all the hosts, whatever, you know. And she was and like, I, you worked here? No, I worked at the one before this. So it's even more like, what? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, and obviously Bernard knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's making all the, the exact choices he needs to make so that what he wants to happen will happen, you know. And I guess part of that was them figuring him out, you know. Uh, Whenever... Like, Bernard is saying... Well, I guess we'll get... To, I don't want to jump too far around. Yeah, no, gotcha, we'll, gotcha. We'll, we'll get there. But they uh, they make their way down uh, through the through the rundown hub as Bernard overshares his resume. 
He used to, he says he used to program the host, but assures her he didn't help Hale spread her parasite. Uh, that was after his time, and Frankie's like, uh, uh, all right, so you gave the puppet strings long enough to strangle the world. And uh, he's like, uh, all right, I guess that's fair. That was never uh, the intent. Yeah, I promise. Oh, this I was love never it. what I meant to do. I love me some Bernard, man. And Dude, Bernard. Especially this Bernard, too. So, to where everything he says is like either some snarky, like, I know the future and everything. Or it's just, I, I don't know, it's just a callback to, like, previous seasons. Which... He's, Jeffrey Wright as Bernard is an all-time character for me. Mm-hmm. Like, all-time casting, all-time performance, all-time character. Through all four seasons of Westworld. Like, uh, he's had such a range to hit on mm-hmm. that it's... I'm hard-pressed to think of a character who I've truly just been more like god damn you're good at this huh yeah like Originally, i love watching you i love watching you do your fucking thing like someone who didn't even know they were host a host working for westworld discovers he is a host and you know basically a creation of ford to keep him company for you know a friend that he once had and and now he's dealing with time warp and then and then he, he deals with the taking over of the world, but now he has to save it. Like, yeah, dude's dude, been it's, through. It's an incredible, it's an incredible <laughs> journey that Bernard's been on. But uh, yeah, this I fucking love Bernard. Uh, the only person who might he might be second to is Thandie Way Newton as Maeve, and that's mm. what uh, that's who they're working on here. They're fixing up body, fixing up Maeve's body. Won't be an issue, but her mind is a different matter. Bernard says, and. Uh, Having been underground so long, it will have uh, corrupted her control unit, so they'll need a new one. And this is where he stumbles upon the body of Temperance Hector, uh, the the new version of Hector. And uh, just uh, not so uh, sanitarily removes uh, the control (laughs) unit from his head, and it's like, oh, God damn. Like, Bernard is unfazed by this, and you kind of see, like, Um, I want to call her Frankie, but, like, I think it's, like, C. C. Yeah, Yeah, C. C. They call her Um, C. And, like, C is just, like, yo, what? Like, you just, you're you're doing this right? Like, I don't know. It's, like, an insane thing to see someone just spike someone's skull. Just jab into someone's skull. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's, uh, it's brutal. But, um, they they rig something up into the derelict butterfly club to uh rebuild Maeve's body uh a nice little place for her to be reborn you know inside the the mariposa equivalent you know i really like that um and like oh like even the copy that they get of c like happens in the room that like the safe was in or whatever like mm -hmm. that hector would steal and like the one that that the room that Maeve was in like a lot of the time which is like it was just really cool like seeing the the similarities between like sweetwater and in this park I really, I really do dig that part of this, uh, but you know, uh, she's like, "What, what are we, what are we gonna do when she wakes up?" And Bernard's like, "Well, sixty percent of the time she wakes up amenable to the plan; the other forty percent, let's just say, she wakes up on the wrong side of the bed." And then, I'd be like, "All right, man, you're a robot. Shut yeah, the fuck up." Yeah, like that's that's some C three PO type line right there. You don't. She was like, "All right, Nostradamus, how are you be coming up with this shit?" <laughs> Uh, he's like old habit, and this was a good cover, you know. Like this, this was like for the time. This was a good way to cover your cover his tracks. I mean, 
an old habit. He says years of running probabilistic, probabilistic uh, algorithms, and it's like uh, millennia oh, right. of running probabilist like probabilistic yeah, algorithms. Lot, yeah, a lot more than a couple years. It's been a while. Uh, now he here's re- the he says forty percent of the time Mae wakes up and whatever happens happens. Is that like? Did the things he did before, is he, like, confident that Maeve is going to wake up and actually, like, be part of them? Or, like, is he? Is it truly, like, a, a 60-40, like, odd, you know, chance right here that it just... I'm thinking he's done everything he can to try and get it on the 60% side, but there <laughs> is no guarantee, you know? Like, that's why it's still 60-40. Um, that's nuts. Like, I just... It's such a weird, like, thing to, to think. Like, we're going to get the timeline in which it works out. You know, like, I'm assuming, maybe not by the end of this season, you know, hey, we'll be fully defeated, whatever. But, like, I'm assuming for story's sake that we're going to see the timeline in which Maeve just doesn't wake up and kill everyone and, and the world can't be saved. You know, mm. I don't, that doesn't make for very good television, I'd say. Right, 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 um, yeah. But, yeah, and I think by the end of this episode, we see that she wakes up on the right side of the bed. Um, but uh, after this, he re- oh, this is where he reveals the hidden system that Charlotte uh, used to scan copies of the guests at the park, uh, which mm-hmm. he is going to reformat to speed up Maeve's data transfer. Because as you saw, like you mentioned earlier, one scan, boom, you're good. You're copied. So... He's like, this will really make this shit fast. It'll be nice and easy. Let's go ahead and do it. Uh, But since they don't have much time before her friends return, and they can't let them interfere, they must hide Maeve's pearl, along with with the other, and the old player piano while the transfer completes. And just another little, like, he's putting it in the back of the piano, and I'm like, God, every time we heard that piano kick on, how far we have come. Mm. Like, I remember watching this show for the first, First fucking time, first episode, knowing nothing. I didn't know, I like, knowing nothing. You watch that first episode knowing nothing, you think it's just a western with some weird shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's no... It's not until episode two that you're like, oh, this is a park, people are visiting, there's a, there's a whole, like, like, that's... So to come from watching the first episode thinking this is a western with some sort of mind-bending psychological thing going on to <laughs> Bernard is trying to save the world and has spent <laughs> millennia running has spent millennia running probabilistic algorithms uh, to see how he can save the world. I don't know, man. It's just nuts. It's nuts that we've come so far, but uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, and uh as they wait for the other rebels to return, Frankie can't help but notice the familiarity and care with which Bernard repairs Maeve's body. Uh, I like I liked that this little note, you know how uh, she knew someone who cared for someone so deeply that whenever she was fixing her up, mm-hmm. it seemed, it was so tender and so careful and everything. And she notices he's doing the same shit. He's like, "You knew her," and he's like, uh, "Yes, I did, but uh, she'll be okay." Mm. Uh, what a the part that kind of confused me is that like they hid it in the piano and everything but like didn't it need to be put back into Maeve's head for her to like wake up Mm -hmm. 
did that just kind of happen? I think it happens off screen. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just like because I I thought the same thing, and I was like, the only way it could have happened is if at some point that we don't see Frankie takes it upon herself to go ahead and pop it into the back of Maeve's head because she says she stashed it. Uh, like she's confident she's going to be okay. She's like, I stashed it behind you mm, and, Ma- and Maeve's <laughs> there. So uh, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident she put it in there just, just off screen. It was a nice little twist for us. But uh, meanwhile, somewhere deep inside Olympiad entertainment, <clears throat> Caleb's nice, nice little dream of Frankie that has the same framing as Maeve's uh, cornerstone memory with her daughter, the little, uh, the holding the hands with the sun glaring, the exact same angles taken at the, each of them. I love that. This is what the show has become. Mm. Like the fact that Caleb and Maeve are so intrinsic, intrinsically tied together. Like everything they do is a reflection and they're trying to protect one another at all times. They're trying to avenge one another at all times. It's just, it's such a great duo, and I fucking, I fucking love him for it. But uh, I mean, he wakes up in the hospital with his wife as his nurse, you know, and kind of the first. I mean, he asks like, "Am I here now?" That's you know, obviously what he wants to know first. But then the second question he asks is like, "Did my friend make it out alive?" He's like. He, he wanted to know about Maeve right away. You know? Well, and he wanted to know, furthermore, did she come back? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> did she Did she stay? Oh. Is she here? Um, Talk about some... We are just getting Aaron Paul performance after performance here. In, oh, like, my God. In this we'll, episode, he was yo, in his back. He had Oh, to, my God. I... <sighs> this was... Uh, his, his part of this episode was the best part of the episode and he keeps one-upping himself like he keeps getting better and better and better and like i like i've said a couple times throughout this this project i've never thought super highly of aaron paul's acting ability i thought i think he's a i always thought he was a solid actor who could play the roles he was presented with well and like uh but he i didn't i never thought him to have a ton of range you know Mm. i thought he was just kind of Pretty, pretty on the nose, straight down the middle. Uh, this season, he is proving that to be untrue. It's yeah. uh, he's doing fucking incredible. This um, show should just be his resume from here on out. It's just like, it really should. Like, I, and you know, he did good on Breaking Bad. Like we've always talked about how Jesse mm-hmm. Pinkman's the the. Def- it was once my defining image of Aaron Paul. Yeah, you know how fucking crazy it is. That Breaking Bad Jesse Pinkman is no longer my defining image of Aaron Paul. Yeah, it's Caleb now. Like that's Caleb now, and like that was the biggest show on earth for five fucking years. Like that's that's nuts. That's crazy shit. Uh, so Aaron Paul, hats off to him. He's just he's just fucking killing this shit. But uh, you know, uh, when Caleb awakes, uh, he finds himself with Charlotte Hale. And he's like, uh, where's my daughter? Is she alive? And, uh, you know, Charlotte's your daughter, your daughter, your daughter, like a broken record. You're not the only one who's lost something, Caleb. Uh, she referring to Hale's family that blew up in the car? I believe so. I believe so. Uh, that's, that's my best guess. Uh, 
you know, there's also the potentiality that she is referring to the outliers who've killed themselves, or the, the outliers who've killed, killed themselves. Them, yeah, the hosts that have killed themselves. But I was also going uh, Dolores. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask. Is like, uh, is it? I think Dolores? I think it's a pretty layered a layered statement. Like she's that's she true. has she's lost a lot more than you think. They you made know, it like vague like, uh, on purpose. Like yeah, is. like uh, she's she's evil and like you know she's sinister as all fuck but when you think about what this version of Dolores has gone through and seen at her base she is Dolores so she experienced all the things Dolores did in the park uh she she experienced Teddy offing himself she experienced uh all the the pain and suffering she endured in the park this is just the version of her that didn't take kindly to that yeah ooh Dang. Like, she's she's been through some shit, you know? So, like, it's interesting to, to, to think about her like that. But, uh, you know, she tells him that the outliers all started with him. And uh, she says her kind is supposed to be perfect, but they've been staining themselves with death, choosing mortality, making irrational decisions. And he once told her that he could fight off the effects of the parasite because he had something she didn't have. And she wants to know what that thing is. And like, here's the thing: is that I do, I do think it's love. But is it is it something a little bit more than that? Like, is it like a, like is the fact that he's a human, like, is it just his humanity? I was, I mean, it could. Because I was thinking, like, well, we have seen, like, Dolores and Teddy, you know, like, love stories. But, like, is it just programmed into them choice, That's the you know, thing. sort of thing? Yeah, like... And, and the the part that makes sense to me is, like, a human, like, Teddy's main, like, drive was to protect Dolores. And, like, to, you know, to, at all costs, I need to protect Dolores. I love, I love her. I need to protect her. But, like, Caleb... He loves his daughter, and he, like, a human's love is, like, I will do anything I can it's for pure. my daughter. Like, there's no question. It is, like, is she alive? Yes. Oh, that's all I need to hear. You know, it's, like, it's survival. Like, love mm. is, love is like, it's at the very base, like, at very base levels, like, survival. Like, it, it keeps humans surviving. It's you something know? to live for. Yeah, and... And I think that's I think that's what it'll all get to is that the hosts that have been killing themselves realize that like the world that they live in, even though they can do anything they want, it, it doesn't mean anything, basically. And, mm-hmm. and and that's what they they've been told they had one interaction with a real human, you know, like real emotions, not scripted, and that was enough yeah. to get them to be like oh my gosh, like, everyone used to be like this. And we took it all away from them, sort of thing. And I can't see it being anything other than love, but I, I could see them just going humanity. Yeah, with, like, sort of a layered explanation, like, it's the humanity side of it, like, only humans are capable of this this powerful version of love that isn't artificial, it is 100% pure, like... 
I don't know. They they're kind of pushing a Maeve and Caleb love story though. Like, and I maybe like maybe Maeve like actually loves Caleb, and that'll like somehow unlock something that Maeve can do that Dolores can't. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like what like could actually be like the thing that happens whenever it's like, oh, it's love, you know. And Caleb's like, it's love, hail. It's, it's love, it's love. and then like a whatever happens happens, you know what that moment would be. Um, well, and here's my thing: is I think they've made it pretty clear that Maeve is already capable of things that other hosts are not. From the very first time she had that interaction with the Man in Black, and Man in Black went, "Oh shit, they're awake, mm. they're real," because he 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 stabbed her, he killed her daughter, and she was broken. You know, she walked, she walked out the front door with her daughter in her arms, sobbing, destroyed. I, like, I think, I think there's something to the idea that Maeve, uh, Maeve has a little bit more of a capability. because what would give her the edge over any other host? Because all that happened to her was her abilities were just turned up to ten. But, like, in this world, any host's abilities can just be turned up to ten, whatever. So, like... There, there is something different about her from like the jump, maybe. Mm. Um, See, and that's what's interesting is like, is it just that she managed to reach a certain point before other mm-hmm. hosts did, or uh, because I'm confident Charlotte Hale was it, like, and that's the thing is that like the capability for love. Uh, I guess we're not talking about necessarily love versus no love it's real love versus programmed love Mm. so like i suppose mave's capability for love could still be programmed it's just something that she uh she has a handle on in a different way than others do i I, i don't know like potentially it is the person out like she might have just had the perfect personality yeah. programmed into her to all of it to go perfectly right. I guess the difference could be, um, like, there's two different types of AI love. One where it's programmed and it's just, that's what you're going to do. And then there's the one where the AI is actually free thinking and conscious and thinking for itself and makes a love connection on their own free will. So it's like, mm. that's the realist form of, of AI love I think you can right you can get. So maybe, I don't know, maybe... It is that I I don't know, but they're they're pushing that part of the story hard, at least a lot harder than I thought they would. Um, like I thought it was just going to be kind of like a little detail that they mentioned and whatever, but it, it kind of seems like it's sort of the key to the whole thing now. Like they're because um, if Caleb is this important, like I guess there's only been four hundred seventy nine of him. And for it to be... 279. Yeah. Um, And for the imagery of, like, the title that that we're saying that we're thinking that they're Caleb, like, that's the whole world they're showing of, like, humans trapped and whatever. So, like, is that imagery really Caleb? Or is Caleb just a small... Stepping stone on the... Hmm. Yeah, potentially. What? Okay, what if the thing that is different is parental love. Robots are incapable, literally incapable, of producing child. True. 
um, the, the humans have something to live for in that they have a whole next generation they can bring up. Robots don't have that. That's true. Uh, it's, it's just it's them just forever. You. Mm. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The lost generation. Like that's maybe that's that's what gets them is like the host can just be born at any point, but they took a whole generation of humans away to do it. Like and mm. like they they realize like oh like we disrupted like the entire circle of life for humans just so that we could be born well, faster and, and have like some some luxury. And I don't even necessarily th- – I think some of the hosts that have offed themselves could be doing it from a place of empathy. I think it's more of a I'll never have what they have. Oh. oh. I think it's more of a I will never be capable of the things they are capable of. So it is rational in their mind. It's like – yeah. Oh, Wow. Wow. What I, I, like what is this show gonna like what's the season gonna end on? Here's my thing is like I'm bewildered as to how the show can continue after this finale. If like say Hale is defeated, will we ever have an adversary rise up again? That's as that's that threatening? No, I don't think so. If Hale is not defeated, it feels like Hale has to squash them, has to beat them, beat them. You know, like I don't see this ending with a, uh, oh, they escaped to regroup and uh, see you next season. You know, like I, I don't know. Uh, you know, but but they, the show mind fucks you. You know, like it we does. we will get mind fucked, and and we're getting so comfortable into thinking that all these timelines are linking up and we're about to see everyone together. You know, every everything's we're getting comfortable and that's that's when they do it to you that's when they fuck you and you know for some reason there's an itch in the back of my mind that's like this is all just one thought of either dolores or bernard in the valley beyond this is one way that they're seeing it unfold and then at the end of the season is when they actually wake up and they're both going to like roll out their plans, basically. Mm. So, so Bernard has been asleep for for much longer than Dolores, but Dolores saw her plan, saw the best one, and she woke up, started doing it. Bernard wakes up years later, and then like the end season is the actual plans being taken out, and we see the events play out sort of like they did this season, but just little bit different you know like mm. maybe next season we do see Maeve wake up the 40 percent um, of see. the time or you know something like that like I don't know why I just feel that like maybe this isn't base reality like we are not I like see. on earth okay. maybe yet okay all right all right we'll see mm. we'll see but uh you know, after after this little discussion, he once told her he could fight off the effects of the parasite because he had something she didn't have. She wants to know what it is. She makes him an offer. This body that he's in, it's failing. His death will be painful, and she can bring him back and restart the cycle. Or 
he can tell her what she wants to know and end this torture. When he refuses, she lashes out, threatening to make Frankie tell her. He smiles in this moment, realizing, Haha, this means Frankie's alive. And he's like, and furthermore, I trained her too fucking good. You have not been able to catch her. And uh, she tells him not to celebrate yet. You know, she sent a visitor her way. And, you know, she says, enjoy this knowledge while you can. I offered you a path out, Caleb. You made your choice. You all did. She says. And Hale is really, really, really uh, fucking up. She's really a. Uh, she's really evil. I didn't think of who this visitor was until now. I think it's Jay. Could it be the outlier, though? Like, I'm trying to think of any twist. Like, obviously, we see host Jay, and it like we see him kill the you know human Jay, like. You were thinking, like, okay, this is the obvious, that's that's the visitor, whatever. But, like, if Hale knows Caleb's going to go through this to send a message to his daughter, like, she's planning all this out, no, because, well... She doesn't know he's going to do that. You sure? At the end, she's like, I can't believe that's what you used it for. I've waited like, all this time. What was the the little capsule of something? Like, in the time thing that he put on his thumb, what was that? And, like, Hale was like, all you needed was a little hope, you know, and, like, twisted it around. Like, and injected him with some serum or something? Yeah, my guess is that it's what kept him going So it's through like, the the near-death experiences he had on multiple occasions uh, going through there. I think it's kind of like the... There's a reason he didn't just go to sleep, you know? That is true. Like, she did say, this is what you used it for. Yeah, she was like... She was disappointed. Even though he was telling her what he had to live for that she didn't. It's, It's love. It's his daughter. It's the future you know he is perfectly comfortable dying here because frankie has a chance Mm. that's what matters that's what that's what he has that the robots don't is as long as they can keep going as a race the humans they have a shot you know and like uh it's very hopeful but uh you know, I think Hale's Hale thinks Hale's too calculated. She thinks it's a formula. She thinks it's like, oh, if I find this and this and this, then then I'll be able to convince the hosts to not kill themselves. Mm. Like, no, you you literally I don't think there is a version of reality where it's possible for you to avoid what's happening. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way of life. And yeah, that. Man, I'm just, I'm hung up on, like, why did Bernard want to get a copy of everyone? He wanted to get a copy of everyone, and he said it's complicated. Like, basically, like, being like, you'll thank me later. Is there no, is there no, there's no chance for a human to survive. 
so he needs a copy of them to put them in a host body to bring them back. Like, why else does he need a perfect copy of everyone that's there? If, I mean, he does say, like, there's no situation where you all make it out of this alive. So there's zero situation where that happens. But, like, I, I don't understand why he needs a copy of everyone if, like, there's not going to be an event where every human dies on Earth. Like, or th at least they die. That the revolution. <gasps> was Rehoboam? Wait, the timeline it said there was a mass extinct. There was an. Oh, shoot. Mass casualty event. Right? I think so. It was. End of human civilization is 50 to 125 years, apparently. Population collapse at Bernard's time, though. Hey, I think I think there's reason to believe it could just be a contingency. Mm. Like he knows he's got he's probabilities. That's what he's dealing with. Uh, there's a chance, you know, there's a chance they all make it out alive. But in case they don't, he needs to have the people who he knows will fight for the right thing on his side. And, uh... Oh. This... This show, man. It, it's so different than... than Marvel or Star Wars television. Like... Oh, and I've got some... I've got some good news for you. Got some good news for you. Really? They announced... They announced when Andor is gonna premiere officially again. Mm-hmm. Five episodes of the House of the Dragon will be out before it premieres, Ooh. which means we're just going to tough it out for those last five and cover two a week. So, That's two shows a week. So, yeah, we're going to be watching. We're going to be watching and covering House of the Dragon week by week for ten weeks straight, and then the last five weeks of that we'll also be covering Andor along with it. But, uh, yes, very excited for that. Very excited for mm -hmm. that. Just had to mention it because HBO is far different than watching Star Wars or Marvel Marvel shit and uh Westworld is just a, a premiere example of of such a thing. But uh throughout the rest of the episode Caleb's plot line is uh centered around his escape here. Uh you know, it's actually a game set up by by Hale, uh which is a, a real pain and at some point you kind of figure that's the case. You know, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I certainly did. You know, Hale's not the type to not notice this. Mm. Uh, it, there was a point where I was like, uh, he's doing all these things, following the trail of bodies. He's following the directions previous versions of himself have given. At some point, I'd go, well, hey, I'm here now. Maybe I don't go the same way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh... I guess he doesn't know anything else, though. True. Like, you don't have like, any other... Like, he doesn't have any it's other like, it's option. it's worked for like, me so far, so I might as well keep listening. Like, I don't... Yeah. That's how I kind of... Like, no, yeah, like, at some point, me and Emily were watching it, and she goes, 
why does he keep yeah. following and this? And the bloody parts like... where it's, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, maybe it's more of a sign to stay away than to go, but... Ultimately, it was exactly where he needed to go to send off the message and everything, so it works out, but, like, uh, I was like, if you really want to escape, escape, I don't know that this is the way to do it. Um, now, regardless, though, he didn't have any other option. Uh, whenever she says that she's disappointed that this is what he used it for, did it take 700, you know, or the 270 whatever to get there? Or, like... Has he escaped before and, like, used it for something else, but this time that he told her that Frankie was alive, so now he... Um... I don't think he's ever made it this far. Okay. But I also think you're right in that he's the only one who's ever been told Frankie's alive. I think that was a slip-up. I think that was the only actual slip-up Hale had in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other times, I think every other time, Caleb was just trying to escape. The last time, he has something to live for. He I knows don't someone know. out there. Because why would that one dude keep himself in the vent for that long for Caleb to use him? Because it was figured out, right? Like, it was just trial and error. He died once, and he's like, okay, I know I'm going to die from this fall. Maybe I fall a little different. He dies a second time. He's like, all right, there's no way I'm surviving this fall. I need to just use me as, you know, dead weight to survive the fall. So, like... I think I think self-preservation's enough there. Okay. Like, it could be like, if I have any chance of getting out of here, I need to give myself a chance of getting out of here. <laughs> uh, Oof. That is rough. To have to, like, to know that you're just going to have to sit there until the next version of you comes along. And then you'll die. Like, mm. oh. yeah. And I was just like, and it's just this whole ep- this whole part of the episode was just a premier example of why Caleb is actually such a great fucking character. You know, like this uh, this ceaseless hope and preservation of self. You know, whenever he does take the dive on top of Caleb, a. Caleb being willing to die for himself and save himself that way. Awesome. At the bottom, once he lands on him to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, that's moving as all fuck. Uh, but when he like collapses, you know, and he, uh, he has the memory once he's at the bottom there where, you know, Frankie's got her first battle scar. He wants to take a look at it. And he tells her, you know, when, uh, what do we do when we fall? We get up. Uh, some, some dark night ass oh. shit. But, um, the first step that Frankie takes being like, mirrored with his. Oh. oh, God. That was so fucking fire. I was like, yes. Uh, I was like, you do that shit, Caleb. Get there. Uh, but, you know, he, uh, he stumbles on out. Uh, he, get, he gets outside, and uh, we see him on the top of this building as he as he walks along, and he finds his way to that transistor radio. And you're like, "Oh, oh, sweet Jesus!" Here it goes. This shit made me cry. Yeah, I I, I, oh, I yeah. act like, and I don't think that's happened for me in Westworld. I think it happened in season three. Uh, like I was gonna say, since 
season one. Mm. But I think I don't think I had I don't think I had one of these moments in season two. I do think I might have had one in season three where I was like, uh, I think Dolores's last stand where she talks to Maeve for that second in the in the mm. memory where she's like, it was it was you. I was waiting for you to do this. Like, uh, I think that got me this. I don't know that I've cried at a part of Westworld more than I did here. Uh, this shit fucked me up. He, he uses the radio tower to send his daughter a message. Mm. Uh, he says, the world she made is a lie. It's not real. But what you have is real. I'm sorry that I failed. You're my warrior. I love you. Uh, and there, there you have it. The world she made is a lie. It's not real. But what you have is real. There you go. Yeah. There's no there's no tangible quality that Hale can find that's gonna all of a sudden make sense for her whole plan. Humans have something fundamentally that robots will not be capable of. Uh and that's that's just that, you know, and Hale walks out behind him. And uh, but the, like the angle they took as he was speaking into that radio from from under mm. him as he's as he's crying his fucking ass off and he's just like, "I'm sorry that I failed. You're my you're my warrior." That shit. That's when I went, <laughs> "No, uh, uh, that was that was the shit that fucked me up." But uh, you know, he she comes up behind him and uh, it's like after all this time, waiting to hear what he had to say to Frankie. He blew his shot on an apology. Mm. And I'm like, no, he did not. You weren't listening. You were not paying attention. Uh, uh, she's way too literal. Way too literal. You know, she she expected him to try to take her down in some way. You know, like literally. But he gave, he gave the the spark that was needed. To take her down, you know, yep. like he did yep. what he needed to do, actually. Um, yeah, man, and uh, this these last words he gets in. Before his body falls, he tells her, we didn't infect your hosts. They would rather die than live in your world. They're not infected. They're just trying to get away from you. And she grabs him by the throat, snaps his neck, and then uh, climbs up that climbs up that little ladder. Stands on the edge of the building, claws at her own skin, drawing more blood than I think we've ever seen her draw. And uh, that's just kind of it there for her. Um, my last my theory. Is Hale is going to be done. She is going to attempt to kill everything. Mm. Not just humans. Literally everything that's left. She will she she's like y'all ain't on my level. This mm. is it. You're this just, is it for me. You're not grateful. For what I have done for you, now yeah. I will take it away. I gave, I gave this to you. I now can take it away. Ooh, I like, I like this. 
And it is a matter of I, I don't think she'll succeed because if she does, the show ends and it's kind of disappointing. But I do think she'll make the attempt. Mm. Uh, I do think she'll make the attempt. But uh, I mean, population collapse around this time. Right. Right, but that wouldn't be the uh, the end of human civilization. You know, it wouldn't be uh, like there would still be someone left. There'd maybe still it's be a, a more fair left. level. Maybe there's maybe it's the host population collapse. Okay. Okay. And, and humans don't die, and for some reason humans just don't live for another fifty to one hundred twenty five years because Rehoboam says so. Um, Rehoboam says. <laughs> And we so. know that that word is bond, but uh, hell destroys all the other Caleb's in that in that shot that reminds us of the of the opening credit sequence, and she shuts down the game. You know, they they meld the the little arrow that was scratched into the scratched into the ventilation part, and uh, then she prints a two hundred and seventy ninth version of Caleb, and prepares for another interview. That's actually how the episode ends. But meanwhile, all all this other stuff that was happening with uh, the other storyline is also uh, is also playing out. I did think that was an emphatic way to end the episode, though. The uh, Caleb, wake up! Hmm. I was like, "Ooh!" And then they cut to black, and I was like, "Ah, I'm fucking loving this show, man! Oh, it's so good!" But uh. <laughs> Nevertheless, meanwhile, amidst all of that, Adult Jay and the team arrive. Uh, Frankie turn, she, Frankie turns on Bernard. She shoots him in the chest and is like, ah, he's a host. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, take his ass. Uh, I mean, all the red, red flags she, he waved at her. She, I'm, I'm glad she noticed. Otherwise, humanity would have no hope. Um, mm. Like, as the leader of this revolution, she better notice this man was a host. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be would be kind of bad for yeah. the leader of basically the host revolution couldn't tell. Um, well, I don't know. Bernard's a smart man. You know, if there would be one host that could blend in. Um, yeah, right. I guess it does. And I love that they were like, well, if we've got one, this guy must be another. Stubbs. They were like, Stubbs, that's got to be another fucking host. Go ahead. Poor go ahead, Stubbs, man. Just has to be along for the ride. You know, sometimes the mole is Stubbs. Um, one time. <laughs> one time it was even Stubbs. Stubbs like, man, leave my sh- leave my name Damn, out your fucking man. mouth, man. Like, this ain't, that ain't necessary like, right now. Oh. You know I'm good. He's like, dang. He's like, I literally have not had the opportunity to do shit. Uh, but, uh. Frankie uh, grabs the tablet he's using to reformat Maeve and shows the group that he also scanned and saved a copy of her and planned on doing it to all of them. Stubbs is like, yo, Bernard, what the fuck, man? Is that true? (laughs) Stubbs is like, excuse you? And Bernard's like, it's complicated. I, uh, I've got, I've got, I got an idea. (laughs) I can't tell you, uh. I guess we'll just have to trust the man. But they uh, they tie up Bernard and Stubbs, uh, but she won't kill them until she has restored Maeve and can find out what happened to her father. And Bernard warns her that one of her team will betray her, that one of them did not come back from the mission the same. And the whole, it was a different person in each scenario. Uh, sometimes it was your girlfriend, Odina. Sometimes it was Jay. Hell, one time it was even Stubbs. Uh... 
and I love I just love the idea of Stubbs going into the park, getting killed by another host version of Stubbs, and then like <laughs> uh, poor Stubbs, man. Every every possibility for him just sucks right now. <laughs> every road just sucks. He's always getting the short end of the stick, man. He's just like. Yep, Bernard programmed me to protect him at all costs, so this is just my life now. Um, it's so fucking funny. But uh, one thing amidst all of this is for sure, Bernard says, she will have to kill one of them before they kill her. Mm. Therein, she walks out of the, she walks out of the, the room, and uh, she's confronted by Odina, her girlfriend. Uh, she says, you know, you're going to wake up Maeve. You're going to, you've got this whole personal thing going on. What the fuck going on here? Um, and she's like, um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and take you. I'm going to go ahead and take you. I'm going to lock you up just in case. Cause if you are, you'll be, you'll be in here. If you're not, you won't get killed. So no matter what, it's a win-win situation for me. And, uh, did you have, did you have any questions about who it was, or were you confident from the get-go of who the who the mole was? No, I mean until they showed like Host J killing Human J, I was kind. Of, well, I mean like right before that, I was like, okay, he's acting a little okay, weird. So it's so, a, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like I, I was like, uh, it could be any. Like it could be any. I was just kind of trusting Bernard. Like it could be anyone. Um, no, yeah, I, I was pretty confident it was Jay. As soon as soon as he said. uh there's someone on the mission didn't come back the same. Uh, I went, oh, it's got to be Jay then, right? Because the whole first five minutes of this episode is centered around young Jay. That's true. I went like, uh, okay, well, they spent a whole lot of time earlier talking about how Jay came into the revolution. I, I think Jay died. Like, and that really blows, Dang. but shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just didn't put the two together until... It was like Until getting it too suspicious, yeah. To yeah, I get you, I get you. Uh, but you know, he accidentally shows his hand when he finds Frankie in the club and refers to her as his sister. Mm. Uh, nope, you know, nope, you know. Uh, the real Jay did not come around on the whole family thing, and you know, Frankie is well aware of that. It's like. Jay had no disillusionments about being my brother. Um, and uh, as they fight, Caleb's message plays over the radio in her SUV. And I'm like, yes, finally, she's going to hear her dad's voice. And, he, you know, he, hey, Frankie, it's me, your dad. Bah! And I was like, fucking kill this man. Yeah. Kill him. After kill that, him I right was now. like, I need this man to die. Shoot this man in the head, please. And then... She shoots him in the fucking chest three times. And I went, I'm sorry, Frankie. You got to know better than that. Yeah. She, you know, as the leader of the revolution, she did fall a little short here. Um, she just I shot like, um, Bernard in the chest and, in and, the same spot. and saw him absolutely just tank it like it was nothing. Um, <laughs> so, and she saw what literally came out of the head of a host and what controls them seconds you know, or minutes before this. Um, but it's okay. Um, you know, we, we, oh, the, yeah, re yeah, the yeah, reveal it, was it, worth it. It um. was worth it. It was certainly <laughs> worth it. And it parallels the shit out of the way 
Caleb and Frankie were saved earlier in the season by Maeve. Um, you know, as as he's about to kill her, mm. Maeve goes ahead and stabs him instead. Uh, this time through the head, not through the back. Uh, you know, Maeve knows what it takes to kill these motherfuckers. Uh, Maeve's good. And I love that. I love that. I love Maeve. I love Maeve with all my heart. Uh, and Frankie and Maeve come face to face for the first time in a long time. And uh, Maeve thought she was sacrificing herself to give Caleb a chance. She didn't think it would lead to all of this. And uh, the, the way Frankie rationalizes it, like, uh, I blamed you for a really long time. But there was also the fact that if he was alive, I knew you were probably the reason why. Like uh, that that whole thing where he's like, she's like, I I could be I was mad at you, but I could only be mad at you so much, because if there was any shot at him being alive, you were the reason why. Yeah. Um. And uh, she oh. says everything you guys did. That's why we're here. And Maeve says, "Well then, let's finish what we started." And therein the episode is over. Oh. Only two episodes left, man. This is. Did you watch the next time? Yeah, one? yeah, I did. I I forgot, but but Hale literally says that it's it's the the final day for our kind. It's time for us to evolve to the species we've always meant to be. Yep. So whatever that's that means. That mean? Um. Unless it's just hive mind hail, um, and she's everything. Um, oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. But she's been wanting the, the host to take on this ascendance, you know, to to take that next step. I'm assuming head uh, to the sublime. Yeah. But how is that becoming a new species? You know, that specific choice of words is interesting to me. You know, to become the species we were always meant to become. I think it's just, <clears throat> in her mind, it's just the ultra-efficient hive mind. What, like, what, what other solution would she see at this point? She's like, I'm trying to make these hosts see it. They're not seeing it. Um, I already see it, so I might as well just control everything and get it done. Like... She's coming the very she's becoming the very thing she sought to destroy. Yeah. It's a story as old as time. Mm. Gotta love those arcs. Ah, it's a pain. It's a pain. I love like and one thing I love about this show is there are obviously good characters, but the bad characters are never like I mean bad evil, bad guys, you know, not like they're bad characters. They're not good well written. Da -da -da -da. Uh they're they're always very nuanced. Mm. They have far more going on than just, oh, yeah, they're evil for evil's sake. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this show is so so effective at that. And uh, I'm, I'm fucking ready for the next two weeks, man. It's going to be fucking special. Yeah, it looks like Hale is fighting another version of herself in the, the like, little next on... Uh, oh no shit yeah see i didn't uh i like 
I always just let it play out because I don't want to pause and take a look at take a look True. at things for too long because I'm like, I don't want any spoilers. So like that flash, I thought it was Maeve fighting. Oh no! You know? I think I saw a frame that's like what? Maybe I don't say this out loud if it's true. <laughs> because like, oh dang, dude! I don't even know if I want to say it out loud. Well, there's a reason it's in the next on. Go ahead, go ahead. But it's I don't know if you're supposed. It's very fast, and like you only kind of notice it if you pause. I see. So, like... That's on them. There's They shouldn't have done it. So there's a fight breaking out. Like, in the streets. Like, in a kind of looks like a subway station. Mm. And we see Caleb in the subway station fighting. And then it cuts to Stubbs fighting someone as well. In the same subway station, same fight, everything. So it's like, okay. So now Caleb and Stubbs are together. They're... They're linked. So Caleb has escaped again somehow. Mm. He's fighting on the streets, whatever. But in the background, behind Stubbs, you see C right there as well. Mm. And, like, okay. so you just know that they're going to – they're going to okay, come that, together. That's okay because I was I, – I expected as much because she didn't get to hear the whole message. Oh, they had to, Yeah. Like they had to like, so I'm perfectly okay with knowing that's coming, uh, because I was already pretty much there. Um, I was already pretty much yeah. there. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with that, uh, that realization. Um, and maybe that's not even the first time they, maybe they meet for the first time somewhere else. You know, I, I very, I very, I'd be willing to bet that that's not their reunion hmm. scene. It's a, it's a scene after after, after that. But, uh, Oh, they get Regardless. together, man. Oh, oh it's going to be awesome. I I pray we fu- we we get a scene where they are trying to hide and they light up the perimeter. Oh, they're definitely going to do that. They have to, right? Oh, they're... So the, so the <laughs> enemy can't see you. Hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for is I just want a scene where they light up the perimeter and they're in the heart of it. Uh Oh, that's a good prediction. You, you remember that's you remember a, what I taught you? Light up the perimeter. That's a good one. That's a good prediction. Yeah, that's um, that's where I'm at. See, I guess are there I don't know. I don't really have any I guess I I'll say Hail Hail Hive yeah, Mind thing. Yeah. Um Uh yeah. Uh that's I think it's pretty I like I like that prediction as well. Um, but beyond that, I don't have shit. I have no idea. I was reading I've... something earlier um, as to, like, because whenever Maeve blew up that part of the park, whatever, um, it didn't seem that, like, it would have blown up the entire surrounding area. Um, hmm. But it makes perfect sense for humans to nuke that park. To stop oh, yeah. the spread of the infection. Yeah. So, like, that is why it is a wasteland out there. Is because humanity, like, humans tried to end it. Like. That would make sense. You know, there's, there is no way they would have just. Like. Then the question becomes, how many nukes 
were sent because like if nukes go up in the air like maybe even if you know the u.s was just nuking itself russia could be like oh they turned them on they're in the air let's send them you know and then every new you know and then like maybe like that's the mass you know the whatever um mass casualty event um that happened was to stop mm. the spread um and then it was humanity like, killed themselves yeah. off um, i like that i like <laughs> that that's that's pretty solid i like i think that's probably that's probably fair no christina in this episode um no christina and teddy what uh what capacity do you think they'll be involved in these last two episodes That's a good question. Yeah. What what is Christina's story leading to? Like It almost feels like it's got to be Dolores versus Dolores, right? Yeah. But how? And what would Christina do? Like well, if she's is got it the just capability. physical fight between them, you know? Or is it like some strategy to take her down? Well, if she's got the capability. She can turn every single person That's true. on her. So it's going to be like army oh, versus uh, army. An army yeah. versus army. Okay. The humans controlled by flies versus the last hosts alive. Um, How many hosts are alive? That that's aren't. the thing is that like uh, <gasps> oh frog that's frog. yeah it's definitely all the other hosts that are gonna fight against it's oh my god Hale's army is just gonna be her human or controlled army but every anyone who's sentient is gonna be fighting against mm-hmm. Hale oh dang okay that's sick. I think we're I think we're building up to another battle, an epic sci-fi battle, which is uh, electric, electrifying. Um, how do you spell unconscious? I couldn't tell you, man. Conscious? I could not tell you. Conscious. Yeah, it's it's the hail. An unconscious versus Christina in conscious war. Mm. Okay, I feel comfortable now that we got some we got some good predictions in there now. Feel All right, cool. So mm. let's go ahead and give this episode a rating. Episode six, fidelity. If we're gonna, if, we're, if you're jumping in for the first time, uh, it's a it's a goofy place to jump in. Go ahead and check out episodes one through five as well. <laughs> uh, but we got three separate ratings. We got out of five stars, how much the episode connected with us, an enjoyment scale, uh, just kind of how how we're feeling about it overall, uh, just on a five-point scale. Uh, and then we've got as it fulfills its genre, out of five stars. This is a pretty good sci-fi television this week. Pretty fucking strong. And then just critically overall, how how well was it out of five stars? That soundtrack, acting, all things considered, writing, cinematography, just just all of the above. 
explode it into that. We take the average of those three ratings, and it becomes our overall rating for the episode. So let's start with enjoyment. Where are you sitting? Well, it's good. I I don't want this pause to be like, oh, it's it's like it's low. It's not good. Um, mm. I'm just trying to to like put it on um, episodes three and four. Like those are fives that we had. Um, this is not far off for me. This yeah, is I, yeah. It's like four eight at the lowest. I think. I was going somewhere four eight four eight five four nine somewhere in that range, and four eight was my gut as well. So I say we go with that. Um, it was so, it was so strong, you know. Like I I, I absolutely loved this episode. Um, I, I it's a good change of pace. Um, yeah, like I loved the single contained story all unfolding here it was it was such a great episode and uh you know there are things in westworld that i i want i want that i didn't get out of this episode but that's not to say it wasn't great you know what i'm saying like it was a i love mind-bending reveals and i love all this sort of stuff so that's why previous episodes get fives but this is this is damn fucking close it's It's definitely as good as an episode of television could get with just that little bit of the Westworld flair missing, like just mm-hmm. the tiniest like amount. Um, yeah, that, that's, I feel like four, eight is, is I don't know, man. Fair. I don't know, man. The Westworld flair was kind of there. Yeah, it was. I'm thinking four, nine, like I'm thinking four, yeah. nine. The more I talk about Dude, it, Caleb's like, escape, really, really... that whole sequence yeah, was it's sick. Pretty... It's pretty um, fantastic, you know. Like, uh, I, I I struggled to think of something in this episode. I did not. Yeah, like. no. So Bernard like, uh, opening up the secret door, the mirror. Um, yeah, like, it's pretty. It's pretty all. And in the all more I'm talking epic. about all of these things, like I'm talking about, like, because I thought like maybe the sci-fi aspect of this episode was going to be a little lower, but like, no, this might. It be, might be like. <laughs> it's a five out of five. I think, uh, like, uh, the sci-fi aspects of this one are there potentially more than any episode of this season like this was every storyline a robot infiltrating the revolution uh the transfer of data to wake Maeve back up uh caleb making his way through a bunch of dead versions of Mm. himself uh jay not even being a human anymore he's a host exactly now exactly Um, the two them figuring out bernard is a host like uh it's yeah. it's sci-fi out the ass this week, and it's a it's a damn good it's a damn good episode of television. Do you? Uh, uh, I didn't know that after the like next on Westworld, they have like a little director's cut, but, like sort yeah, of yeah, like a behind the scenes um, sort of thing, yeah. And that was like I don't know that was really cool to watch. They like they all actually build those sets. Like I thought that was like completely like just done on like CG or like VFX, but like. They build all of those sets, which is like kind of nuts. HBO uh, don't fuck yeah, around, man. No. They go ahead. They go ahead and shell out the money to build their sets, which I love. That's why it looks so fucking good. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you're never watching this going, "Ooh, that was some wonky CGI." 
because it's rarely CGI. You know what I'm saying? And like like uh, the fall that Caleb did, they did that fall three different times. Like they they said they did it like once with a real human and a dummy, once with two real humans, and then once with um, just like actual Aaron Paul falling from a lesser distance to get just the last little bit of him or something like that. Like they mm-hmm. did like they actually do like a lot of the stunts and like stuff like that like which i never i never think about like the production of the show um like uh, that side of like what they have to do like to make these episodes possible and like because you have to make a human look robot like and perform like impossible human tasks you know sometimes and like Mm. i don't know it's crazy and like the more i'm talking like this like i was thinking that this might be like kind of like a perfect episode of television critically wise like the story how complete it was the performances that we got um were just incredible this Um, is one of the single best episodes of television i've ever watched uh i I think we got stellar performances on all sides. The writing was pretty much seamless. Like, I don't have anything where I'm like, oh, that's kind of like a, ooh, I don't know. Uh, it was it was very well shot, very well executed. You um, know, one time that I was like, ah, a little bit cringy. Only one time. And it was when um, Frankie fell and Caleb was like, can you try to get up and walk on it? And she was like, it's impossible. And just to set up the line. Nothing's impossible. Uh, yeah, just to set up the line, whatever. But, like, it was cute. Yeah, so, like, I didn't yeah. care. It was cute. Uh, but, yeah, I was watching it, too, going, like, man. Like, ah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, I was like, that was corny as fuck. But, like, I'm okay with corny, you know. Or it's just maybe that's how right. he's remembering it, you know. It's like, I gave her such a good Learn, it was such a good learning moment between us. I remember it in this beautiful way because he's remembering it in like a valley beyond sort of view, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I, I could yeah. yeah, screw it. It doesn't have to be exact. Well, there, and there was that other that other plot. We had one moment earlier in the episode that we said was a little plot convenient, probably. Um, uh, Maeve, it like yeah, just being put in her head or whatever. Right? Yeah. I guess um, I guess um, C does say like oh yeah I put her control unit in the basement uh, follow me or something like that mm-hmm. and it, it cuts to them walking out of the building. We um, also had the how did they know Jay was an outlier at the beginning when mm-hmm. a breach is later detected. I guess they knew. Of the outlier that they most recently saved, they knew that she was an outlier. It just took the hosts time to get there to hunt them for sport. Um, so they just had to get there before the hosts got to them. Mm. So maybe it is literally like all the hosts are just in parks all around the world. And whenever they have an outlier, they're like, oh, you know, if I want to take a quick vacation to this park and kill this human for sport. Sure, I'll do it. You know, but it just takes time for them to literally travel from their park to the park where there's an outlier. I don't know. Or if it's just the host within the park hunt them for sport, I don't know. Mm, mm. But Yeah. Yeah. But so where where are you sitting on that five five point rating for the uh 
for the good old critical rating. You know, I'm thinking it's at at minimum four nine. You know, like that's that's at the that's at the very least for me. Um, I'm thinking four nine five. Mm. Maybe maybe is it better maybe than five? episode four? I think episode four had the epic twist that really brought it all together. But uh, I think as from a critical point of view, this was probably a more complete story that unfolded over the course of this hour seamlessly. Um, mm. So well acted. Yeah, I think it probably is better than episode four. You know, episode four was really bolstered by the fact that it had an epic twist this didn't have an epic twist, and I think it was every bit as good at the very least. So, four nines the floor. Five is obviously the ceiling here. Is it perfect, or are those little, little things that we mentioned enough? You know, I think they're, I think they're enough to not make it perfect, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're so big that it would take it down to a four nine. I think it probably is a four nine five. There we go. Uh, yeah. We reasoned our way through it. I feel like that's fair. I think it is too. Rounds rounds the episode overall to a nice four nine five as well. Um, That's 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 a nice one. Yeah, it's a goodie. A four, a four nine, a four nine five, and a five. We just went just half points. I I mean, that's this was. I feel I came off of this episode being like, "Wow, this show is just incredible." Yeah, um, they rolled the credits, and I went, man, I love this show. You know, like, uh, I, I love this show. Uh, I got some interesting feedback from Trenton uh, the other mm. day. Uh, Trenton, who's who's joined us for Thor Love and Thunder and is, is also an avid Westworld watcher. He's not digging this season. What? He's not digging this season. That's what I said. That's what I said, man. I, uh, I was uh, like, I don't He's more action-based. I think he he needs to see things literally happen to be more satisfied than um, like the love. I don't think like the love part of the storyline. I don't think he he gets as much out of that as like we would. Um, yeah, I get you. Which I, I mean is you, but... is fa- you know people watch TV for different reasons and. But I will I will also say this is how the conversation started. He said I don't really like this new season of Westworld. Is Hale evil, Dolores? Ah. So I was like, if you're watching over half the season not aware of that, there's no way you're going to like it. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I gave him too much credit. No, I'm getting on. Um, I, said, I said, yes, it is. I'm really enjoying it. He said, really? I said, oh, yeah, for me, it's the best season since season one. Yeah. Uh, not better than one, but, but it, it could be by the end of it, I guess. And he said, I think it's better. He thinks two is better, but he does think it's better than three. And I was like, "All right, all right. At least, at least we have that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll hear that out. You know, three is definitely the weakest season. But if I told yeah. him it flows really nicely into season four, rewatching three is, I think, critical to really digging the season. I think they go together so fucking well. Um, it's, it's. He says, oh, and another thing is that he's not a big fan of Caleb. Really." Yeah, so I was like, that's not an unpopular opinion. A lot of people are not are not big big fans of Caleb. They don't really give a shit what Caleb's got going on. But uh, 
I, I, I can't relate. I really, really enjoy Caleb, and I, I think Aaron Paul has really stepped it up this specifically uh, to a point where I don't know how you watch this episode and don't like it. You know, like uh, yeah, this it's... is an, this is an all time episode of television for me. You know, I guess <clears throat> we're at the uh, an extreme end of like a a viewer of the show where we're dissecting it and you know thinking about it every week and really doing a deep dive where um most people are just it's a sunday night and tune in tune out yeah it's like okay here it is and you know that that episode was good but like there wasn't you know much action that had there wasn't much that happened i don't know okay cool Mm. i'll come back next week Um, yeah right that's fair that's fair um yeah, I always I always need to remember that us doing this does <laughs> enhance the show for me. Like yeah. I I like the show a lot more for having done this. You That's know? true. It uh, makes good television better yeah. doing this, but like sometimes well, I don't know, it even makes worse television better sometimes well, because it it's makes like we worse just accept te- it at It makes worse television more fun to watch. Yeah. But I would say that if an episode of television is bad, it will only get worse when we talk about it. That's true. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like we'll be like, oh, man, the levels of bad go deep here. huh? Uh, sometimes we'll talk about an episode and we'll be like, we came off of it like, yeah, that was good. And then we'll be like, huh, okay, maybe it wasn't that great. Maybe there was a lot of things that are just kind of like, eh. But, uh. You know, we like to keep it generally pretty positive on here. We don't have a lot of negative, a, neg- a lot of negative reviews for things. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty positive critics, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but regardless, I'm, I'm so ready for the last two episodes of this season. I'm ready for everything August is holding for us. Uh, we're officially into that that month. You know, we got House we're of there. the Dragon coming. We got Lord of the Rings coming. We got a uh, She-Hulk coming. I am Groot coming. We got all these things and more on the way. And I can officially say we will be covering House of the Dragon week to week. Yes. Same time, same place. Monday mornings, it'll be up. And that's just the way it is. Um, mm. Cannot wait for that. We're going to have to start workshopping some names for that show here pretty soon. Uh, got the Westworld watch for Westworld. We'll have to see what House of the Dragon will hold. But... With that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find over 30 hours of exclusive content, including every week I, I, I go to the comic shop, I pick up some comics, and I review them for patreon.com slash Bloom, and that's usually paired with a nice little book review. Lately, I've been on a Star Wars book kick, so I'm, uh, I'm doing that every, every day, every week. Uh, not every day, every week, but... Uh, this week will be the new Star Wars uh, young adult novel, Padawan, centered around Obi-Wan Kenobi in, uh, in his, his young years at 16. Very excited for you guys to hear the review of that. Um, so that'll be Thursday, along with my, my weekly comic book pull list. Uh, if you're fucking with me and Joe, every Friday we got the 52-year journey through film going on. Uh, this next week will be 2001, and our 2001 movie was Training Day, starring uh, Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke, I do believe. So uh, I'm very excited for you to hear that. Uh, That'll be this Friday. Uh, And again, if you're fucking with me and Joe, this next week 
we will be making a guest appearance on MCU on repeat to discuss mm. the Avengers. Very excited for you to hear that as well. I've been very, very highly anticipating that. I'm going to have to rewatch that movie here very soon to to have it fresh on the mind mm-hmm. for it. But uh, very excited to join them there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, make sure to leave a five star rate and review. Uh, that engagement is critical. Helps the helps the uh, you know numbers go up. Helps numbers go up. Uh, and we're we're almost to two hundred followers on Twitter. Go ahead again. Follow at Penny Bloom Pod. That'll be huge for us. Um, yeah, yeah. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And these violent delights have violent ends.